Driving over hills, winding round the trail Comes the signal of that old radio Searching with the dial, fingers trekking for miles They'll settle in the valley that they know From Opal City, this is Opal City Radio Hey guys, it's 6.26 p.m., 11-8-2015. It is Opal City Radio. My name is Mike, and with me is Emily. Hey, guys. Um, Emily, I, I, I'm i in a quandary. Uh-huh. I'm, in a, I'm in a quandary. Okay. See, I want to have, like, health insurance. I mean, that's a good I, thing to have. Yeah, yeah. I. But the thing is, I'm a superhero. I can fly. Uh-huh. And I mean, it'd really be great if I could get like, I mean, I live in, I live in Chicago and I, I wish that I could find like a union, you know, oh. like a bunch of guys like me. I mean, well, I mean, you're, you're in luck though, pal. Why? Because that totally actually exists within the realm of a made up comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that you would keep going instead of ruining my fantasy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to Opal City Radio, guys. It's our this is our podcast where we talk about comics in a very tongue in cheek sort of way, mm-hmm. um, and also where Emily destroys all my dreams of a better oh, world. Look, if you let me know ahead of time what kind of jokes you're running for, <laughs> listen, I'm a I'm basically the improv artist of podcasts. Like, it's um, hard to play. I'm hard to plan for. I'm like a yeah. I'm like a like a quarterback that throws a lot and you're like, Oh, he's a, he's a real gunslinger. How can you prepare for him? But I lose like nine tenths of the time because I'm awful. Well, okay. You're getting <laughs> so many, just so many metaphors. Just, yeah, just all mixed up there. It's, it's fine. It's, it's totally it's, fine. It'll, so it's, it'll work. It's fine. <laughs> so we uh over 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 some some time we started to read Cowl mm-hmm. or the Chicago Organized Workers League. Yes. Um it it was when I first started it I was like I don't know how this is going to be different from any other superhero comic. It's a superhero comic. It takes place in the 60s which is fucking great mm-hmm. because I love the 60s. Yeah. Um I like the 70s even more. But uh, as far as the 60s work really well, and that's the early 60s too, and it works really well. Well, yeah, it does because that was kind of like the the attitude of of, it's a very political comic, (laughs) okay? Because your whole thing with with Cal, this was um, this is an image comic, uh, there's only 11 issues, yes, which makes me super super sad, goddamn shame. I mean, goddamn shame, super shame. Um, but yeah, the, the whole set up what cal stands for is they're a union yeah it's a superhero union mm-hmm. based out of chicago and pretty much your whole overarching story is they're renegotiating their contract with the city of chicago yeah and i mean this is chicago the home of bare knuckle politics for those of you who don't yeah. know so it's this whole brawl you know political brawl over the give and take of, you know, what Cowell wants versus what the city wants. But then you also have all the, um, gosh, like inner superhero politics of like, yes, mm-hmm. there's no more supervillains because y'all just killed the last one. Do we really need you guys? Yeah, you know? exactly. 
So you you get that, and then of course all the interpersonal relationships. You get like the crazy conspiracy theory arc that happens, mm-hmm. and I was like, Ooh! they also killed my favorite character. Y- yeah, yeah, I was I was real upset when that happened. Um, really, but yeah, they like, they wind up going on strike. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's this whole I don't know. I just really like that idea of a superhero union. Yeah, I mean as. Like, when you read comics, obviously it's about superheroes. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. But, like, if superheroes were around, I feel like this would be pretty realistic on how this stuff would go. Yeah, and that they would. Because, I mean, the whole thing, you know, it's like, okay, so after World War Two, when no. you have this, you know, um, rise in, in, in superpowers for mm-hmm. whatever reason, you know, so they come back, you know, to Chicago and they're like, okay... Well, they want a good deal, right? I mean, because if you're yeah, going to be absolutely. doing this, I mean, superheroing doesn't pay. No, it does not. Right? So let's make sure that it does. Let's make sure that the city can't just bring in any old superhero that they want. Yeah, exactly. That they have it's just to use one of our guys. Right. It sets up exactly like a union, which I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, and they get like support from like the other unions. Like, yeah, the like the teachers, teachers union, union and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, it's amazing. Well, that's that's how the unions work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so the fat cats can't can't boss the working man around. Yeah. Because the working man's always the last when all that cream is shed out. Damn it. Yeah. So. Let's let's go over the team. Yeah, so this is a good team. The, I like this team. It, it is, it is. I like their team too. So at the head, at as a commander, mm-hmm. I suppose you could say, is the Gray Raven. Yes. Uh, he is a, an older dude. He fought in World War Two, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of been the the leader of the of the team in a bureaucratic manner for a long time now. Yeah, he pretty much had to like at one point, you know, hang up, uh, you yeah. know, the costume and take over being. Yeah, the leader of Calcs. He's the one who does all the negotiating. Right. You know, and they, they put him behind a desk, which I don't know that he's real happy about, but... Yeah, you do kind of get, get to that. a certain age there, Jeff. <laughs> and maybe you shouldn't be on the streets. I don't know. That's just... Me. Well, I mean, he still clearly he still clearly has some moves, though. He does. Um, um, I really like they did um, a one-shot that was like his backstory... Oh, yeah, that was so awesome. And, but it was done, like, in the style of a 1960s comic book. Yeah, like, with, like, you know, the dappled coloring. Yeah, it had even that weird, like, yeah, that coloring, you know, where he, oh, he's going to be, you know, a cop, just like his dad. But, oh, no, the police are crooked. And so is his dad. So what does that mean? See, what the reason I love that they did that, <laughs> because in the beginning, when they when they talk about him and talk about his background... They were like, he graduated, he was about to graduate, uh, or rather he graduated from the academy with top marks, and yet he wasn't on the street for that long. He just left the police. And I was like, well, why? Yeah. Why would someone do that? And then the comic explains it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, that's absolutely, his father was on the tape. Yep. And he was like, oh, well, you know, and Stan's like, oh, this is just how the world works. Yeah. No, that's not how the world works. So, you know, he takes up the, the identity of the Grey Raven. Yes, and he fights beats, crime. Beats up some some mobsters. Yes, um, pretty awesome. Yeah, he fights crime with his pal um, Blaze, the Blue Blaze. Blaze, yes. who has these gauntlets mm-hmm. that do um, 
Oh, they're the energy gauntlets. Yeah, they're like kind of like he's got like he can fly. He's got like sort of telekinetic powers, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. He can like grab people and hold them there and stuff. And he's a- another older guy who fought in World yeah, War II. Yeah, because him he's and kind of like Raven. Yeah, were yeah. in the war together, and that's where he found the yeah. gauntlets. And they they were like kind of like uh, he's like kind of the field commander. Yeah, if you yeah. Will. You know. Um, and, you know, as, as an older guy, he had a brother mm-hmm. and I don't know why I said older guy. I don't know why that qualifies. Like he's, he's old. He has a brother. <laughs> I mean, because only like, old <laughs> men are allowed to have brothers. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but he had a, a brother mm-hmm. and his brother at some point became associated with this group of supervillains that are called the Chicago Six. Yes. There was. And. What what we're led to believe is there was a yeah. a rift around the time that they formed Cowl. Yeah. So, yeah. So Raven and Blaze are all for it, and they're all for Cowl. Right. Dart, who that's his name because he has super speed powers. Yes. Yes. You're right. Um, he wasn't. So there was something that happened there that was enough of a rift mm-hmm. that that kind of. Yeah, yeah, that something dark goes over right. to the Chicago Six and becomes like a de facto leader for them. Yeah, and I mean, it's said multiple times, and you know, we said it even at the beginning of the podcast. Like they they defeat the Chicago Six, mm-hmm. and in like at the end of each issue, there's like a little file. Oh, I love this. But a lot of it's yeah, like, a lot of it's redacted. Yeah, the and dossiers of, and yeah, right, a bunch of stuff. For a lot of them, that is, it's redacted. You're like, no, but what does it say? Yeah, exactly. And that's like one of Blaze's things where it's like, you know, did he kill? I, I think, <laughs> personally, he killed his brother. I think that makes sense. Yeah, because he's, you know, shown to be like living with his brother's family. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, you know, there's there's obviously some some, you know, like tension there. And you don't really understand why he like he does he allegedly has no other relation to anyone else yeah you know so it's like well, what are you doing over there man like it, it's definitely guilt i it can't be anything yeah. else no I, I i agree with that because yeah he does he has his nephew who looks just like his brother and he has the same powers yeah and cool. the kid he wants to when he's old enough he mm-hmm. wants to join cowl yeah and of course, one of the, actually one of the questions that you're left with, kind of at the end of the book, is: Will there even be a cowl? Indeed. By the time this kid, you know, gets out of high school, what does whatever college thing he's going to do? Yeah. Is will that actually be a viable option? Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the way things started to go. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, so, another like little little world building mm-hmm. thing that relates yeah. with the uh, Raven and Blaze. Raven had a sidekick, Sparrow. Yeah, his Robin, basically. Yeah. Again, I wish we had more than eleven issues. So I want to know what the hell happened. Yes, I, it's it's suggested. I think that he died. Well, As to how Raven thinks that he's dead. He's not, yeah. because we see him. At the very end, he pops up. Oh, no, oh my God, you're right. Yeah, as as an, um, an informant. Because Cal not only yeah. um, employs actual superheroes, they also have their yeah. own, like, pretty much investigators. Well, it's to their jurisdiction. Yeah. Because so, like, yeah. anything that's super-powered falls under Cal's Yeah, their jurisdiction. Blanket. So they have their own yeah. investigators. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sparrow oh, is shown like in most. two panels, like kind of towards the end. He mm-hmm. was feeding information to one of their investigators. Yeah. And it's like, but he had like, he was all, like all black and like he had the creepy like black word bubbles. Yes. So he I'm did. like, no, tell me. Yeah, I know. There, there's a lot left left unsaid. I totally forgot that was Sparrow. Oh my God. Yeah, and like, tell me, tell me the thing. Because then the other thing that comes up is, yeah. you know, they're trying to drum up support for the union itself. Right? Oh, right. You know, he has the meeting with the paper. With the paper guy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, we're going to, you know, remind the city about, you know, the Grey Raven and all of, and Blaze and all of this. And he's like, well, do you have to leave in Sparrow? And he's like, dude, we've already wrote out Dart. Yeah. We can't, like, write out your sidekick. To- yeah, he's like, this can't just be, like, a fluff piece that's going to garner all this attention. Yeah. You have to tell it like it is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, I just don't know what happened. So, okay, so who else <laughs> do we have? Oh, okay. Well, we have the, the actual team, like, the, the, the tactical yeah, team. Yeah, your actual well. tactical pe- people in the field. Yes. Um, okay, we're going to talk about my personal favorite. Uh-huh. Radia. Yeah. I loved her so much. <laughs> she's pretty awesome. I do like, you know, she's... there. There's a lot of, of stuff that, you know, the, the like, the 60s was a time of social awakening. <laughs> and it was like, hey, you don't have to play the parts that, you know, you had to play in the 50s. Yeah. You know, and there was kind of that like slow awakening, but then you have that like, you know, the the old establishments, you know, the patriarchy essentially. Yeah. You know that that kind of it feeds into that, and she's like centerpiece within this whole thing, like with her, you know, her uh, the person she's involved with, oh and my then God, yeah, that guy. you know all the stuff like where one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. with her. Well, I, let's let's talk about what she does first. We'll I'll get to that. Okay, in a yeah, second. she does um, telekinesis. So she does. Yeah. I mean, she can fly. Yeah. She can fly. Mm. You know, it's all that manipulate things. Uh, She's the one actually in the very beginning when they're fighting, um, Skylancer, who's the last of Chicago six. She's the one who kills insane Russian dude. Yeah. Yeah. She kills him, which Mm -hmm. important to know because of course it's 1962. And of course nobody wants to talk about it. Um, yeah, she's a really great, um, so we're like, like commentary on, yeah. I think, not only what what women actually were going through in the early 1960s, yeah. Yeah. but also female characters in superhero comics in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. yeah very true. She looks a lot like Invisible Woman. She, she does. And I don't yes. think that's a mistake. Like, I don't think that's like a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, it is. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's it is true, you know, that she. I mean, she does look a lot like Invisible Girl. Yeah, it's true. But I'm just thinking so, of like that the way that like they keep trying to push her uh, public image at least. Okay, right. well, maybe this is one of your favorite moments too. I don't know. Yeah. When she has her interview. Yes, it's so. So good. they set up this interview, right? You know, with the magazine. And they're like, okay, we're going to take your picture, talk about your new costume. And, you know, it's just like a bunch of fluff. You know, Yeah, they're like, about- so how do you get your hair like yeah, that? That's what the ladies really want to know. Make you know? your hair look, you know, what makeup do you wear? This yeah, and that. Okay. And she's, yeah. So she's doing them, taking the picture, and the guy's there. And um, what's his face? Arclight. 
comes in one of one of her teammates. We'll talk about him then. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, and you know, and the the dude who's doing the interview was like, "Oh, hey, you know, we want to talk to you about Skylancer in that fight." And Radius like, "Well, hey, I was there too. Like, I can I can talk about this too." And they're like, "Oh no, honey, don't." Yeah, yeah. stick stick with what you yeah, know. Stick with you know. What you know. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she definitely definitely takes that personally. Yeah, it's because she gets a lot of you know people think that she's sleeping with uh, the Gray Raven because right. right. the way he talks to her and she's like, "Are you mm-hmm. fucking kidding me?" Yeah. You yeah. know, she's out at like a baseball game with her boyfriend, yeah. and yeah. guys recognize her and come up and they're taking her picture and it's like you know, oh, you don't mind if I put my arm around you? And she's like, actually, oh, you're doing it anyway. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, or like fruit, dragon con problems. Think of pretty much, you know, <laughs> like when um, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll also get to him. He's really cool. I liked him a lot. Yeah, I, I like Eclipse a lot. Um, but they're having trouble with um this mobster, Camden Stone, who mm. has um he has super powered enforcers. Yeah, on his payroll, it's just got dudes with super strength. And yeah, stuff. which yeah. is amazing. And they're like, no, we gotta shut this guy down. So he approaches her. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we need to do something about this. I want you to help. And, of course, her immediate reaction is like, oh, so you come to me. So, like, what, you think I'm going to seduce this guy and sleep with him? And he's just like, well, no, yeah, I mean. God, no. It's like, I want you to scare him. Yeah. We want to, like, bust, we want to bust up some of his operations. Yeah, which, which is great. I loved, um, yeah, the dynamic between her and Eclipse was really great. Yeah, that's true. Um. Because it wasn't just like formulaic like romance. This was actual like coworkers who respect each other. Yeah, yeah. And I, which was I really, really, really cool. like that. But yeah, poor radio. Like even um, they had fake ads. Yeah. In in uh, I think it was the the standalone issue, and it was like, hey mm-hmm. kids, you can be like Cal too. Mm-hmm. It's you know the gun, and it's you know blazes. Uh, gauntlet. It's like, girls, yeah. you could be just like Radia, and it's a brush and a compact. <laughs> yep. Good old okay. 60s comics ads. To, even now, in the year of our Lord and Savior, 2015. <laughs> that is too on the nose, my friends. <laughs> even now, in the year 30, Dale Reckoning. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness! All right, let's talk about Arclight. Okay, let's let's talk about that asshole Arclight. All right, so Arclight gets his powers from a nuclear explosion, <laughs> right? Like you and he's he's yeah, exactly. That's why I routinely break into the nuclear plant and you know expose myself to all of the rods. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen eventually. <laughs> um, but Arclight can fly and he can generate energy blasts. Yes, that's. That's him as a as a superhero. Arclight is, you know, he's he's one of the tactical yeah. guys. So Arclight also <laughs> is kind of a raging douche nozzle. Um, um that, that I think that would be like his tertiary uh, superpower. Yeah, yes. He like basically Arclight is, you know, he's full of that like 60s machismo yeah that you get yeah. like especially when you watch shows from that time like you know he's just this dude like you know he lives in kind of a crappy apartment you know he's like always associating with like loose women i'll say <laughs> yeah 
Um, you know, and also just, you know, generally being a jerk to everyone that he runs across. Yeah. He doesn't like the investigators because they don't have superpowers. Yeah, he's just... He doesn't like the other heroes because their superpowers aren't as cool as his. Yeah. 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 He just he's swaggers just... around my eye. I just want to punch him in the face a bunch. Yeah, it's true. Um, I've worked with people like Arclight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, 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 it's never, it never does an organization a, a good turn. No. Um, so, you know, I mean, he's, he's really an awful dude and it really puts a lot of stress on the team, especially when they're like, Hey, Arclight was seen with this person or this person. You got to tell him to kind of, you know, cool it. Yep. And he's beating up, you know, hookers and their pimps. Yes. Yes, exactly. And they're like, you know, they, there's a lot of stuff that you got to sneak, slip under the rug for, because Arclight is such a terrible dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arclight is, let's see. I mean, as far as the comic goes, he pushes a big, significant part of the story forward. He does. Um, in conjunction with one of the investigators, he's one of the people that's actually starting to investigate this conspiracy mm-hmm. that, hey, maybe the Chicago Six was using some of uh, Cowell's old weapons designs. Yep. Because when they, yeah, they, they, you know, after Skylancer, Goes yeah. down, and they're like, "Wait a minute!" And then one of their investigate, um, what's his name, John Pierce. John Pierce, yeah, my favorite character. He was pretty cool. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, they're like, "All right, well, we need to like do a sweep of you know his hideout, all this, whatever." Right. And he goes in, and, you know, they're looking through, and he does, and he finds a folder, and it's Cowl, and yeah. it's like, "Wait, no, he is. He was using old Caltech." Right, Where the exactly. hell did he get this from? Yeah, and he goes to Gray Raven, who brushes him off, yep. and then he goes. He starts to go to the other the other cowl members, and Arclight initially is like, "No, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Like this sounds like it's it's real bad. We should look into this." Only to after like Arclight kind of puts together, well, gee, if I stab cowl in the back, mm-hmm. where am I gonna go? Yeah, like he he's got his that reaction. Stuff. And his reaction to this is to literally murder John Pierce and frame it as like you know an anti-union sort of uh, yeah because he you know, sort of thing kills him and burns the word scab scab into his forehead yeah after that's during the during the strike yeah when they're on that, strike that and all that um, because yeah I mean Pierce is at that point yeah he's like no I'm, he's gonna go he's to the gonna press. go yeah. to the press he's going to do it he's going to walk away from Cal. Because right. it's like there's something going on here, you know, if our tech is being leaked, somebody stole it all. Right. And who knows who else has it? Like, this this is not how we do business here. Right, exactly. And then when Arclight puts two and two together and he's like, well, look, if we, if I, it's not, if he doesn't even think about Pierce, really. Yeah. He's like, if I'm on the wrong end of this, <laughs> I'll never work in this town again. You know, and so that's, that's despicable. Yeah, it's awful. I'm literally sickened by his actions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, oh my God, I was like, oh my God, Pierce, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, there's another guy named Recon. He's only in maybe about at three panels. He has he has goggles and he looks at people from far away. That's it. <laughs> like, I don't even remember this guy. Yeah, he was in the first issue. He's all the way, he he can fly, and he's wearing goggles and a bowler hat. Uh-huh. And he, like, 
what his job is, is his job is to keep track of threats while they're fighting him, kind of because they don't have, you know, GPS or radar. Right, or right. And literally, that's it. He's in, like, nothing else. <laughs> and it's just like... Oh, wait, no, I actually do. I have him written down. Yeah, yeah, he's totally a guy. He is like, a he, guy, Mark Reader, he, Recon. Yeah, he only shows up he's a couple magical. of different times, and he's just like, yep, that's it, bye, Recon. <laughs> Oh, Recon's just there for the paycheck, guys. It's really always there well, for There's a couple of dudes who are kind of, like, background dudes. Yeah, well, you've got uh, most of what we're going to talk about with the with the investigators. There's a lot of guys with weird, like, little designs. Mm-hmm. Because, well, let's talk about Eclipse. Because we yeah, I'll like say, we can't, we can't skip over Eclipse. Eclipse no. and uh, Mr. Marlowe. Yes. So, the investigators track down the leads... For the superheroes, for the tactical team to, like, mm-hmm. get on top of the threats before they're, they're like, Skylancer landing in the street and just indiscriminately killing people. Right, right. You know? Um, Eclipse is is a superpower, but his power is that he's a he's a null. He just cancels out other people's yeah, powers. Yeah, anti-kinetics and, and power yes. disruption. Right. So, he... It's funny because I guess maybe because he has powers, that's why he does kind of have a costume mm-hmm. where he wears like a Columbo trench coat. It's He's got like a bodysuit. Kind of a Midnighter costume. Yeah, yes, actually it is. And he's got like the little eclipse mark on like on like his body yeah, on his chest. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this, this 1960s Midnighter, what's up? <laughs> I mean, when you're initially uh, introduced to him, Eclipse is your your stereotypical like super gruff cop, like he literally urinates on a dude. He, he does. Well, he told the guy to stop peeping. Yeah, and he's like, "You want to look at naked people? All right, here we go." And he's like, no. "Here we go." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Eclipse is you know he's a real hard nosed yeah. you know detective. He he knows what's going on because he works his beat pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he is kind of like a. A lot of the investigation, the, the investigation team kind of, he's like a rough cog. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't really fit in the machine yeah. super smoothly. Um, you know, and he is just a very gruff personality sort of dude. Yes. I liked Eclipse a lot. Yeah. He he did grow on me. And again, it's because I think he, he went from kind of like, yeah, that stereotypical, like rough, like quote, end quote, bad cop. Yeah. To... Yeah, an actual, like, developed, uh, fleshed-out character. Like I said, I mean, he's the one who you would expect him to be the one who maybe treats Radia like shit. You know, to, like, hit on her and totally disregard her. But he doesn't. He, you know, very much respects her as a person and respects her powers and what she can do. Yeah, And they work very well together when they're shaking down super-powered mobsters. (laughs) Right, exactly, <laughs> like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's definitely super intriguing. I liked a lot of what they did with his character mm-hmm. and how he he starts almost taking on like kind of a you know like a uh, a less a less important role, I guess I would say, yeah. in like the early issues. But uh, when Grant goes down, he kind of picks up a little bit more responsibility, and he kind of starts comporting himself you know, a little bit differently. And I guess because of that increased responsibility that he has. Yeah, well, I mean, because he works with, um, okay, Grant Marlowe. Yeah, who, his partner. Yeah, another tactical dude. He's not... 
Oh, he's he's an investigation. Yeah, guy. he's an investigations dude. Yeah, does not have superpowers. He's a sharp sharp shooter. Yes. He also has a jerk kid who's like real mad about this. <laughs> like that's <laughs> I have in my notes. Son hated him. <laughs> um, basically, I mean, well, think about it. You've got you know your dad works for Cowl, mm-hmm. but he's not a superhero. He's just one of the investigators. Yeah. You know, and as a kid growing up on comic books, uh, you know, that's like, you know, his kid obviously is just like, I hate you. You're worthless. You don't have any powers. Yeah, it's like you don't you even know? have a name. It's like you're just, it's just yeah. you. Like, you're no one. He doesn't one. need a name. All he needs, he needs, he needs a couple of names. It's just Smith and Wesson. No. That's all he needs. But, um, but yeah, Grant, uh, yeah, is Eclipse's partner for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I like the little, the little talks that they have in the car oh my gosh yes where like where his son leaves and he's just like you know grant's like you know i I want him to like me again you know like it's really putting a lot of stress you know on the on the you know at home Mm -hmm. you know and he's just like well look i mean the kid you know he reads a lot of comic books and you know everything like that and then he's like you know and not for nothing grant but your kid is kind of an asshole (laughs) (laughs) which is fantastic and then later on, uh, Grant uh, kind of takes his kids, uh, his kids' message to to heart. Yeah, a little too. And they run into a yes, they run into a super strength, super invulnerability dude mm-hmm. who's shaking down a guy. Grant takes him, you know, basically takes him into the alley. It turns into a fight, and Grant shoots him. He kills the guy, but he's like awfully, awfully injured. Yeah, he he gets the shit kicked out. Yeah. Like like crazy, it's and he real bad. The yeah, and then the flip side of it is, is once Grant returns to the team, you know, uh, he's just like, yo, you know, I think I have like it, what it takes to be like, you know, part of the tactical team. Like, I think, you know, what's powers anyway? Yeah. You know, I could be a, I could be a suit. And then Eclipse is like, you know, not for nothing, Grant, but like you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, Eclipse, I love you so much. Yeah. He he tells he tells the truth no matter how hot it is. Tells it like it is. Yeah. Uh let's see. There's also John Pierce. He was he was my favorite character. Yeah, John life. Pierce, yeah, who was investigations. Yes. Um he's another one, no superpowers. Um, right. but he was just a detective. He kinda had a like shadow look to him. Yeah, he was very almost Vincent Price yeah. with he had a very thin mustache. Yeah. 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 So I guess those dudes were still around in the sixties. Possibly, but yeah, he has like the cool like red scarf that like covers his yes. face. What's cool about Pierce though is that like his entire personality is dogged. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when he's home, you know, and he's just kind of like eating his cereal and just like I'm close to breaking. Yeah, like, he's kind of he's almost like like a Rorschach sort of you know mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but um he's the one who who finds out that. You know, Skylancer was using old Cal equipment, mm-hmm. and he takes it upon himself to go out and kind of like investigate this. And it eventually leads all the way back up to Gray Raven, who totally brushes him off. Yeah. He's like, Listen, you know, they were just in a warehouse, they probably got stolen by some guys. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's not going to happen again. We'll just change our procedures. And he's like, No, that's not good enough. You have to answer for this. You know, mm-hmm. and that's when, you know, Pierce is betrayed by Arclight because he, for some goddamn reason, he decides Arclight is the dude to trust with this. Well, they're friends. 
they are yeah it's true but like i mean and they've worked together i mean for years right. so i mean i think maybe it's like okay he might be you know a complete douchebag yeah but this is my friend I think, yeah, Pierce was probably blind to a lot of his flaws. And surely he would have my back in this. And, like, this is this is right. This is what we need to do. Yeah. I don't think it ever occurred to him that, yeah. no, Pierce will murder me. Oh, right. Yeah, right. You know, I, yeah, I think it's one of those cases where it's, like, blind to his flaws. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, Arclight's my, my buddy. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll help me out. And, well, it ends up killing him in an alley. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it's kind of how it goes. It happens sometimes. Yeah, it does. Uh, let's see. That's pretty much the team as it stands, mm-hmm. I would say. And now that we've gotten you kind of up to date with what's, what's going on with this whole cowl, you know, equipment <laughs> thing... Um, one of the other things that we were talking about in the beginning was that, yes, they are trying to renegotiate their their deal with the city. Mm-hmm. And this is... I, I love this stuff. This is like like Mike Sanders' like <laughs> late-night binge Netflix watch stuff. <laughs> it's where, like your, your honeypot? It, it is. I love this. I love back, like shady politics and backroom deals. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> um, so... Basically, you know, you've got Grey Raven, who's like, look, we just defeated the last of the Chicago Six. Mm -hmm. People are not going to give us an increased budget. We need new, like, nylon ballistic costumes. And we're going to have to remind people that, hey, the city needs superheroes. Like, super crime or not. Yeah. You know, and even if, you know, Camden Stone is super-powered enforcers, that should be our jurisdiction it shouldn't be under the police yeah, because they can't deal with it, you know? And the mayor of course is like, well, all right, look, you know, we'll, we'll get this all hammered out. I have this like clause basically that says, <laughs> you know, anyone working for a cowl is kind of sort of still under the mayor's power. Maybe yep. if he feels like it and gray Raven's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> what is this? Do you think I was born yesterday? And he's like, no, no, it's just it's just different language. That's all, <laughs> you know. And so, on because they're unwilling to reach a uh, you know a, a deal that works for everybody, Cowl decides to strike. Yep. And so there's no no superhero no superheroing except for when there is. Right. Exactly. Because villains don't go on strike. Well, they should. They should. Um, what I really crazy. liked about all crossbones of- out in New York with like a picket sign. <laughs> Um, is okay. So, like, a big theme in like Gray Raven's little standalone issue Mm -hmm. was his very strong sense of right and wrong. Is the reason he didn't become a cop is because you know the cops were crooked, his father was crooked, uh, his father was taking money from you know from local mob. And he's mm-hmm. like, look, it's just for gambling. It's just turning a blind eye. Nobody's getting hurt. This is just the way it is. Right. And that's yeah, it's a sore point. He's like, no, that's not how it is. That's not how it should be. That's wrong. Right. And what I really like is that with all of this and the strike and it looks like, you know, their contract won't get renewed and whatever, whatever. He yeah. has this meeting with Candom Stone, who's the mobster. 
Yeah. And it's, we need the supervillains back. Yes. So to protect Cowl and to mm-hmm. make sure that it continues and that they can yeah. keep doing their good, he 100% gets into bed with the bad guys. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and strikes a deal with him about this is what needs to be done. So, of course, now supervillains start popping up because it's Candy Stone's dudes. And yeah. they have costumes and masks. And, you know, one of them kidnaps one of the aldermen. Yes. And, Doppler, know, I think his name is. Yeah. Or... And, of course, since everyone's on strike, nobody can. Well, nobody's supposed to go save him. And they're trying to use right. this as leverage. And, of course, it all goes yeah. wrong. So right. Rady is just like, you know, fuck it. I'm yeah, a she does what's right. Yeah, she it. does what superheroes do. And she she does it. A lot of... I really liked Doppler a lot. Doppler? Because... That was cool. That whole fight was really cool. Yeah. Because, like, he, he does... Uh, he has control over sound. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of moments where, like, he'll take a D. Yeah. That's part took... of a sound and smack her with it. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. That was cool. Yeah, where he'll use, yeah. like, their, their sound effects. Or, yeah, like, word yeah. bubbles to attack. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's really neat. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's super, super awesome. Mm-hmm. It was very, very, very clever. It's just so unfortunate that with everything that's happening, because, you know, uh, Grey Raven finds out that Arclight killed Pierce, and he's like, you idiot. Like, you, like, (laughs) you've done, he's like, you should be thanking me for taking care of this. He's like, you haven't, you've taken care of nothing. (laughs) You've made this even worse, you know? And so, like, oh, it's just 11 was not enough. No, it really, I don't. It's not enough. No. I needed more. Like I said, like I was trying to find like a little bit of research to see like, okay, maybe there's yeah. like something that says why they stopped at 11. Because if you, you know, you go through and like you read the letters columns, it's very obvious that they meant to go longer than that. Oh, you yeah. Know, they talk absolutely. about like, oh, our next standalone issue is going to focus on radio. You know, oh, we're going to talk yeah. about what happened with Raven and Sparrow. Yes. You know, oh, we're going to get into this. And there's a lot, like a lot of world building. Like right. you can you can tell there's so much there in, in the background and characters backstories mm-hmm. that you only get like the little glimpse of. And yeah. I'm like, why did you stop <laughs> at 11 issue? Yeah. It's, oh, uh, it was, it's, it was a real good I comic. mean, but I guess I would rather have quality over quantity. I yeah, mean, that that's is always the conundrum. I guess better to have, like, yeah. 11 fantastic I mean, issues yes. than, like, 60 issues where it's like, well, you know, the first 20 were really good. But yeah, like, and then just kind of, you know. And then at the end, like, yeah. don't, don't even bother. It wasn't. Right. <laughs> don't even, it's real bad. I mean, it's real like bad. You just want to punish yourself, you know. Right. So I guess it's, it's that, <laughs> that payoff. Yeah, but st- I don't know. Like, I really hope that they do revisit this series. Yeah, this would be a great series. I mean, it'd be so it be so good. good. It's like just an ongoing, yeah, yeah. an actual ongoing thing. So awesome. I would like to put my own name forward. I will play. Uh, I will play Camden Stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it it would have been no. I'll play Recon. Just I'm in it every. Like once every five or six. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Hey guys, oh, I really spotted that guy for you guys, you right? Totally be real, didn't right? spot that guy. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> Just like buy the water cooler. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I really, 
it, it's true. It's just it was it was so good, and like anything that was so good, you wanted more. It's all gone. It's it's done. But I yeah, I this is another like super strong recommendation from me to you. Yeah. Friends. Indeed. Again, only eleven issues. It's in two trades. Um it's published by Image Comics. You can get it digitally on Comixology. You can buy the actual paper copies. Absolutely can do that. Comic book store, friends. Support your local comic book stores, guys. Yeah. Um um, yeah. yeah, I'm. I need it's so to read this book honestly, so I can I can talk to them about it. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. It it's it's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I mean, it's only eleven ish. Even if you're not that big of a comic book reader, like it, it's still it's different enough. Yeah, this isn't like straight superhero. Right, like, it's I, a lot of different things. This, even if like you're, a, eh, I'm not really like that big into superheroes. Yeah, there's enough of other stuff that's going on that's not just like, oh, this dude in tights is beating up this other dude who wears tights. Okay, right, exactly. I mean, it's 1960s <laughs> politics and unions. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great. That's great. I love that's it. fantastic. I love, love it. it. So, uh, definitely, definitely give that a read, you guys. Um, for I guess that's I guess that's really it. That's really all that we I can mean, talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, with this one. So yeah. um, this has been Opal City Radio. Uh, we focused on on Cowl this particular episode. Uh, you can get in touch with us at opalcityradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to opalcityradio.blogspot.com. Um, I am in the process of switching our subscriber, our host, basically, to another host. Um, if they ever send me my password reset, because allegedly I did not put in the right password when I was trying to access it. <laughs> um, so I'm just waiting on those. Hopefully it'll be transparent to you guys. So if things look a little wonky, don't worry, we'll fix it soon. Um, so from, from your union boss, Mike and, uh, and, and your secretary <laughs> and Emily, who is the secretary. Obviously. Um, I mean, obviously. Yes, obviously. <laughs> Make sure you tell her how good her hair looks on the way oh, out. Oh, compliment uh, me on my makeup, please. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week with another uh, audio uh, delight. Yes. So, see you later, guys. Bye, guys. Opal City Radio, now ending its broadcast day.